Welcome to the game. This is game. I should have never gave you platform. We back. Uh huh. Yeah. Ooh. We back. Uh huh. Yeah. Ow. I know y'all ain't heard that in a while. Though. Ow. Remember them singers back in the day? They was ready about to get to it. Ow. <laughs> What's good with y'all out there? This is another episode of The Gap. I'm your lovely or hated host, Kamal, a.k.a. The Black Seinfeld, a.k.a. Magic X. And look, y'all, since y'all the best audience out there, what should the best audience be doing right now? Well, what y'all waiting for? Let's get it. Yeah. And I appreciate all y'all, from the ugly to the beautiful and to the in-betweeners. And oh yeah, they watching. At least they learning. All right? Now, for my tubers, YouTube been around since 2005. I don't need to tell y'all what to do to get the video or the channel booming. But just like the rest of the tubers say, I'm going to say the same thing. Like a sub. Sub a share. Share a comment. Comment a like. All right? Now for my potters, I'm on Google Podcasts, I'm on Apple Podcasts, I'm on Spotify, and I'm on iHeartRadio. Across all those platforms, all you got to do is type in The Gab or Kamal Johnson Network, and bam, I'll pop right up. All right? Also, I'd like to thank my lovely sponsor, First Place Losers. The link to the shop going to be in the description below. Y'all go check out the fire-ass garments made out of 100% Egyptian cotton. I guarantee a Boucho sex appeal up by, let's say, uh, 21%. And look here. If it look good on me, it's going to look magnificent on y'all, all right? Now, with that being said, let's hop right into the topic. And today, hey, we got to talk about... We got to talk about the black sense, man. Asian edition. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. There's one chick, they saying she using black scent. They got the other, like, Aquafina, that actor. They say she be doing black scent. Oh, I got some clips for y'all. You feel me? And, like, Aquafina, she says some things, too. Like, I would I would never uh, appropriate. I would never do an accent, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to read it to y'all. Oh, Lord Jesus. And I know some of y'all, like, what the hell is black scent? Oh, man, that don't make any no damn sense. How you gonna have a black scent? Oh, this is what black scent means. And I'm gonna just paraphrase. Basically, it's saying, man, you using a black accent, black vernacular, all that, all that good jazz, right? To gain notoriety. And you ain't black. Yeah. That's what it is. And I know some of y'all is like, well... I mean, what you mean by that? Like, I don't even understand. I got y'all. Oh, yeah. I told y'all I got clips today. Got some clips for y'all. Okay. We gonna play. So, first, we gonna play Aquafina's Black Scent. All right. Let's, uh, let's get to it. All right. Hold on, hold on. Now, turn this up. Play it from the beginning. Let's go. Queen, let me dream, but don't sleep. Don't sleep. Cause she might disappear. Saw that? Yeah. Sweat, right? Yeah. She getting back though. She like, she like this. Alright, let's hit it and we're following the queen. 
Don't sleep. Where that bitch at? Period. <laughs> oh god, damn. Oh, and the tweet itself. Oh, I'll show y'all. Aquafina, I refuse to do accents. I'm not okay with someone writing an Asian experience for an Asian character. I make it very clear. I don't ever go for auditions where I feel like I'm making a minstrel out of our people. Oh. God damn, Aquafina! Oh, Jesus. Oh my God. She's like, I'll be I'll be damned if I put my 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 Asian people as a minstrel show. F all that. That's blasphemy. As I just played y'all a video of her doing the extreme black scent. You feel me? And there's other characters where she's done did this before too. So it's like, really? Aquafina! Oh! Aquafina sound like a black name too. Like, damn, you taking, you doing the black scent? You doing the black name? God damn. I wouldn't be surprised if you have a black man. What? And then she said that. I'll be damned if I have my people be in a minstrel show. You got me effed up. Wow. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to play this other video, and it has this woman. I think she, she says she's from New Orleans, okay? But some people is like, nah, you're bullshitting. You are bullshitting. So I'm going to play two videos from her, okay? The first one, she's trying to pronounce uh, words and shit like that. So, hold on. Not yet, not yet. Okay. Now, y'all ready? All right. Oh my god. What? You gotta be kidding me. I know I know my brothers and sisters from New Orleans be talking. With a certain dialect, you feel me? Shout out to Dimps, you feel me? You know what I mean? She from New Orleans, you feel me? But goddamn it, I can understand what she's saying. It be sounding like this. She be saying shrimp, but I understand it. She making, what the hell? Now I got another video, she's saying some food, and it's like, all oh, people calling her out. And like, oh, hell to the no. All right? So, y'all ready? Okay? All right. Fish with yam, mac and cheese, cornbread. Got some soul food. Say it one more time. So we got the fried fish with yam, mac and cheese, cornbread. What? Got some soul food. Cornbread. <laughs> Why? 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 Why?
Uncle Ruckus love your accent right now. Cornbread. Cornbread. Let's hear that one more time. Hold on. Hold on. I ain't even play a video. We just gonna hear we just gonna hear it say cornbread one more time. Peace, cornbread. Cornbread. Come on, bruh. I like a goddamn slave. We don't talk like that. My black brothers and sisters from the South don't talk like that. You know how I know? Because I got plenty from Atlanta, from goddamn Texas, New Orleans. You feel me? God damn, they ain't talking like that. What the hell are you doing? And that's what we talking about. The black scent. They're using this black scent shit to get notoriety. There's even a, a chick. Also, uh, what's her name? Olivia Rodrigo. And some of y'all look at the picture, y'all be like, hold on. That's a white woman. I mean, she's German and Filipino. And some would say Filipino is Asian. Mm. She used black scent. And y'all some out there be like, man, I'll be damned. It ain't no way, bro. You'll be in the visor, bro. Ain't no way black scent get them notoriety. Yes, it does. You know why? <laughs> talking about it. You feel me? And it's, I think it's the whole thing. Like, you know, this chick was saying like, Oh, I'm from New Orleans. Like, this is how I talk. You know what I mean? This is my 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 vernacular. Blah blah blah. But it's like, if it is, you know damn well that we black people we don't say cornbread like that. My black Southerners don't say cornbread like that. Cornbread. Would you like some T two master balls, so? It's like, bruh, no, stop it, stop it. And Aquafina got the nerve. I'll be damned if I had my people in a damn menstrual show and I'll be having a, the Asian accent, the Asian scent. I'll be a goddamn, y'all have me out there, you know, uh, you know what I mean? Sucky, sucky, five dollar. I'll be goddamn. Then the next club you see her. You, sister girl, period. You feel me? Find the bitch. Find that bitch. You be like, oh, oh, we see what's happening here. Oh, okay, all righty. Mm. So what I would like to say to it, you feel me? Stop the bull crap, y'all. Come on, bruh. Cause y'all know damn well if us black people. You know what I mean? Black Americans. Because that's what they're doing. They're really trying to do blacks into black Americans. So if us black Americans will start talking in an Asian accent and trying to, you know, play an Asian character, y'all know y'all be up in arms. Y'all be like, oh, hell to the north. Y'all ain't trying to provide in our culture. Y'all trying to make a mockery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, if it's real, it's real, okay? I understand some people that live in black communities that ain't black. I get it. But if you bullshitting and you doing this black scent to gain notoriety and try to get cha-ching, try to get chips off of it and stuff like that, well, and it is really go, you know what I mean, to, to Aquafina, but also to whoever's doing this collectively, 
uh, cut the BS, yo. Because you are providing into the minstrel show. But a minstrel show mocking us as black Americans. All right, y'all. Y'all know what segment we about to get into. Oh, yeah, we about to get into the sad, sad. segment. I know some of y'all going to be sad. Y'all be like, oh, no, it ain't no John Wick. Oh, y'all ain't talking about no John Wick, bruh. Oh, damn. And I'm like, you right. I ain't talking about no John Wick. All right, we done that. But we about to talk about another another movie that had destruction and trauma and all types of thrills. You feel me? And um, this was produced by the Obamas. Uh-huh. Look at them laughing. You know why? They got us. They got our money. Oh, I thought it was going to be a better movie. Look, this movie wasn't bad, but it wasn't the greatest. Okay? And I'm talking about the movie Leave the World Behind. So, it was like, it was an okay movie. To me, it was kind of slow, but the acting, acting was really good. But sometimes they were trying to be too dramatic. But I mean, like, it, it it did have some gems in there, and I saw other people review it. You know, shout out to Tariq Nasheed. I saw him review it, and he saw things differently than I saw things. He saw some things. It was like Easter eggs, and he was talking about, like, you know, they had a, a ship come in called the White Lion, and from, you know, from what he told, the White Lion was a slave ship. You feel me? And also, there's a point where they were driving in a comfort city, and learning from uh, Tariq, he said that the Comfort City was the first spot that the slave colonizer came to in America. They called it Comfort City. That's crazy. You feel me? But I got a whole different take. Even my lady had a different take. My lady looked at it and was like, damn, they showing men that they can't really control their sexual urges. Because it seemed like, you know what I mean, the, the, the odd to say it in the plot. You feel me? But my lady had that lens on it. I didn't even look at it that way. I was like, damn, we all saw this movie, saw it from different angles. You feel me? So before I get into the plot, you know what I mean? I'm going to tell y'all the, the cast and then I'm going to give y'all the scores and stuff like that. And then we're going to hop right into this plot. Now, the cast, star. Star said the cast, you feel me? Um, They had Julia Roberts. She played Amanda. You feel me? Ethan Hawke played Clay, which was uh, Amanda's uh, husband. You feel me? Then they had, uh, I'm going to probably butcher this name. Marsala? Marsala? I actually, I think I said it right. Marsala Ali. And Bruh's a, a tremendous actor. You feel me? He played George. And then his daughter, which was played by Mahala Harold, which was, uh, her name was Ruth. And then you also had Kevin Bacon. He was Danny. And you had like many more. You, you feel me? They killed their role. Did they think? You feel me? The acting was impeccable. I appreciate the acting. Let me turn. Let me, shut the hell up, phone. Damn. But the acting was was incredible. You feel me? The storyline was was cool too. It was just it was really slow though for the build up. And you know some people were mad at the ending. I was kind of a little disappointed in the ending. It was very lackluster. It kind of ended abruptly, too. It was like, God damn. And you're, like, left up in interpretation who were the bad guys who was doing this stuff. You you really didn't know, okay? But let me give you all the stats because, you know, 
I'm a damn stat teacher. All right. IMDb gave it a 6.5. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 75%. And the people gave it a 52%. I mean, I kind of gave this movie like a 70. Okay. So, I don't know. I don't know what to say about the people, man. Just, uh, I guess, frick y'all. I mean, we kind of in the same ballpark. I gave it like a 70. What I'm saying is like, this wasn't the greatest movie, but it wasn't a bad movie either, okay? It wasn't crap, all right? And essentially, the plot of the movie, yeah, we hopping into the plot. Now, I just give you the quick plot, then I give you the, the super uh, the rundown plot, all right? Look it. Quick plot is this. Basically, they're showing that, look, if we have a, a cyber attack where they shut down all our electronics, internet, all that good jazz, and everything malfunction, we lose our satellites and stuff, you feel me? This can happen. You feel me? And at the end of the day, we wouldn't know who did it because we got a lot of enemies in America. And this might be one of the forms of warfare that other countries might do to us. That's essentially it. That's the plot. You feel me? The minute plot. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to start doing that. Had the minute plot and had an exaggerated plot. So, uh... The exaggerated plot it shows basically this uh this white family, which is, you know, Amanda and Clay, and then they uh daughter and son. Um, they go to this home, they're going on vacation, they uh they Rhode Island or something. And they're going on vacation. And they come to this crib and then you start uh, uh before that they ran into uh Danny, right, in the store or whatever, and bro tell him like, yo, shit, some shit about to go down. And they're like, oh, okay, bro, you look a little crazy. You know how they be. And then got to the crib, and then some, uh, you know, warnings start happening, and they start being like, oh, there's uh, some stuff about to go down. Be prepared. And so then, that's when um they had it in like sectors too, like like a play. That's how they were trying to have it, like a play. But I ain't gonna lie, like. You know, I was kind of on my phone, I looked up, and then I started noticing it was a play when they got the part three, and it said noise. And I'm like, what happened to the other first two parts? <laughs> I was like, bro, how they skip the three? And it was like, no, I wasn't paying attention. I looked down, look up, it's already gone. So they had it that way, and they were showing the steps of if this type of technological, technological warfare goes on, you feel me, this could happen to us. You know what I mean? In the States. And so then, they were getting word. And then, that's when uh, Marsha Hala Ali character, George, comes in with his daughter. And they come in, they were like, yo, like, you know, we the owners of the house. We heard that some stuff was going on. You feel me? We coming back to the crib because, you know, it's an emergency. There's nothing else we could do. And this is when the that ugly troll mother effer uh racism prejudice whatever you want to call it came in the room because julia roberts character amanda she was all like hold on y'all on the building her sentiment was more like how your black ass is on this building Jesus Christ. No, i don't believe it hell no y'all don't own this this bs and it was like you know roof character you feel me she was mad well well you know what the the, the ron does the, the sanchez would say she was woke. 
You feel me? And I'll put it like this. I don't know. None of these characters are likable to me. I All of them was kind of getting on my goddamn nerve. <laughs> Amanda being overly caring and being like, man, so having these racial undertones. Clay was mad, like, simpish. He wasn't, like, he didn't have a backbone. And, like, Amanda was dictating everything. The teenage boy, I mean... He was mad horn dog, and he took some pictures of Ruth, and then he started trying to yank his pictures. It was sad. It was pathetic. You know what I mean? He's trying to beat his meat, and he couldn't do it because he's looking at pictures. Because there's no internet. There's no internet. You can't. There's no imagery. There's nothing. Okay? And then, you know, George was getting on my nerves. Is like, as a black man, he was, he was very... Uh, I will say submissive too. Like the men in this movie were very submissive. And like George was very like, you know, I wish he was a little more assertive. Like, bro, what are y'all talking about? This is my crib. I own this. Like, stop with the cap, man. Y'all would be nice, but y'all better show some respect. You feel me? And Ruth, you know what I mean? Ruth, she was she was a cool character and stuff like that. But at times I was just like, man, would you just say it? Just say it to their face. You're trying to elude like, yo, y'all acting racist right now. Y'all acting real prejudiced, Amanda, okay? I just wish she would have just said it. She would just, oh, my God. You feel me? But down the line, they, it's like, you know, they kind of start getting along. But it starts showing sexual tension between Clay and Ruth and George and Amanda and even a teenage boy and, and Ruth. He taking, you know, naughty photos and stuff. I'm like, all right. But also another thing that was happening was nature was trying to give them a, a a a warning. But it was odd that the only person that really saw the nature was the little girl and uh of uh, the Amanda and Clay family. And she was into this show. She was in I don't know why she in friends. She eleven years old. That show came out in nineteen ninety something. Okay, I know it's subliminal. Everybody like friends, yeah. Digital, digital friends. Okay, but I was just like, all right. But she was the only one noticing the nature, and then even even bro right here made a cameo. Deer. The deer kept. Y'all got no idea what's about to happen to y'all asses. That pot looking at him. Mm-hmm. We get a clue. Mm-hmm. But it was that, and then there was one scene where there's flamingos in the pool. You see a bunch of crows and birds flying all erratic and stuff. And it's supposed to be a sign if, like, if things is going out of whack or whatever, nature's supposed to give you, a, like, kind of a warning. And also, like, when the satellites went out, this noise started happening or whatever, and it probably messed up nature, too. But, like, with the humans, with us, we couldn't hear shit. It was like, they were co covering their ears like, oh, god damn. Oh, shit, is Lizzo playing the flute again? <laughs> but, yeah, it was that. And um, it was also trying to show that we should be prepared for anything. Like, shit could go down. And it showed, it, it really showed the two, the two groups that prepared were the well-off black people and the, the white folks. That they're well off, but they look at it more of them as like kind of like hicks. Cause Danny character was more of a kind of like, you know, they try to portray him kind of like redneckish, but he was prepared, you know what I mean? And also, uh an another thing that that was happening where I was just like, 
Oh, I see what y'all doing. Electronics, like the Teslas. The self-driving Teslas, they went all, all the whack, and they all were driving into the city and crashing into each other. So all the roads and stuff was blocked off because of that, you know? So uh, another thing happened, too, where, you know, Clay, he went out there trying to find help, and he ran into this Spanish woman. And at first, I was mad. I was like, whoa, she's speaking Spanish. And y'all got subtitles. like, oh, I see what they're doing. She, they, they having a disconnect of language. You feel me? I knew some of the stuff she was saying. She was saying somebody in the house and there was a red, and some red stuff going on. And then, like, when he started, Clay started driving ahead, he left her, actually, left her in the dust. And that was another thing. A lot of these characters were withholding stuff. They were lying and stuff at times. And I was like, God damn. But also, uh, he started driving, and he saw this satellite thing, and he got scared, and it was dropping these red things, and it dropped this flyer thing, and it, uh, the, the teenage boy knew it was like, oh, death to America. And, you know, it alluded to maybe somebody in the goddamn Middle East country is the one doing this attack. But then Danny character, when they bumped into him, he was saying that it could be the Koreans or the Asians. We don't know. We got enemies. We don't know. Somebody might do some technological warfare. Okay? But, um, also they had the other scene. They had when Clay and Roof were together and they, I told you the sexual thing. Roof asked him, did you effing your students? And it's like, bruh, and then Clay flirting with her and then also George and Amanda, they start bonding, getting close and stuff, start dancing. The score was tight though. I'll give it that though. Y'all did good with the score. The music in this stuff was pretty awesome. Y'all, you know what I mean? Y'all was doing your damn thing. But they started getting close, and then George, George was like, man, I got I got my wife, man. You got your husband and all this. And then the thing about, uh, you know, George, his wife, and Ruth mother, she was flying in. And then George saw, like, the planes. They were crashing and stuff. And it was like, yo, you don't know where she at. Mm-hmm. And then also... It, uh, another scene that happened was um, Clay and Amanda, teenage son, get bit out in nature, get bit by something. I don't know what it was, but he started getting sick, and I think he contracted Lyme disease or something. And then his teeth, his teeth start falling out like he was doing meth. Is that a sign? Is that another thing you were trying to tell us? The the younger white folks, they 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 getting hit with the meth bomb, and they teeth and stuff start falling out. And it, I don't know. But yeah, they went that's and then they went to Danny Crib. And George was like, you know, and that was that was the thing I had a problem with with George character. Black man, he talked about, yeah, Danny my friend. They gonna be in my head, I'm like, no, everybody gonna be for themselves, man. We need to be prepared for that. Alright? We can't be and, and Ruth said a, a, a nice thing to like, hey, we can't be trusting these white folks like that. And I was like, got a point. You feel me? And George went to Danny Spot, I was like, Yo, pretty sure he got medicine. He gonna help out the bro or whatever. And when they first got there, Danny was like, I'll be damned. I'm for my own. Had the shotgun and all. George pulled out his piece. And then Clay was like, hold on. I don't want nobody to die. I just want my son to get medicine. And like, you know, for a minute, Danny was hesitant, but they start bonding. He started telling him like, yo, man, it's my kid. I'll do anything for him. Blah, blah, blah. And then bro gave him the medicine. And then it kind of showed that it was like, you know, um, <laughs> that white cold is strong. Because how? 
You knew George for longer. You pulled the gun out on George. But once Clay starts saying some stuff, Danny, you gonna you you gonna start you gonna be like, all right, brother, all right, brother, I got you. He's like, you feel me? And then it start. It, this is getting closer to the end. George, he he worked with the government and high security. And in a, in a sense, he was kind of saying, I knew this was going to happen. I figured this was going to happen. They were giving us a sign and blah, blah, blah. And then close to the, to the end, basically, the little girl went out to the bunker that her and her brother saw earlier in the movie that they went to. She snuck into that bunker. That bunker had hella food. She Hey, she was about that action. She told her family, like, look, I ain't going to be waiting. Y'all want to wait and shit? Okay, I ain't waiting. She went to that bunker, got that food. There's a bunch of DVDs and stuff like that. You feel me? She popped in the Friends DVD and it went off. End of the movie. Yes. You know who really left the world behind? That little girl. Maybe we need to start listening to our younger children a little bit more because she had the answer. <laughs> but yeah. And at the end of the day, we didn't. Uh, you don't know who the antagonist. It could be anybody. Hell, it could be somebody from Iceland, Greenland. Hell, it could be in the elf. I don't know. But yeah, that was the movie. Leave the World Behind. Saw it on Netflix. Like I said, it was an okay movie. Hmm. All right, y'all. Y'all know what time it is, right? Uh-huh. It is meantime. meantime. Oh, yeah, last week I said, I, I messed it up. I didn't even say meantime. I said, it's a sad segment again. Gosh. Anyway, I got some juicy memes for y'all. You feel me? And look it. Uh, snaps. And this was how it was, <laughs> how the deer were looking in the movie Leave the World Behind. Most definitely deer off. But y'all going, what's up? What's up? And <laughs> it got the meme. It got the deer looking. And it says, Say it to my face, bro. I dare you. <laughs> That's literally how the deer was, bro. They were like, oh, no, bro, this our territory. Y'all messing with our planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Got another meme. And look it, man. And it correlates with the leader word behind because there was no internet. But you feel me? But the internet's still going to be internetted. You know why? Because if the world ending and stuff, somebody's still going to find this meme right here. It got a rock, asteroid, going into Earth. Got the sad face of Jordan and stuff. And it says, the internet don't care about ish. If the world was about to end, this would be the last meme. <laughs> and it would. It's like, bro, they be out here like, yo, we still going to meme it up. I don't give a damn if the world ended. They going to still find a way to internet. And we got another meme dealing with the internet again. You feel me? It got the, the basic fireballs are coming down and people got their phones out recording it. And it says, what I imagine the end of the world will look like. Yeah, a bunch of people recording their phones and stuff like that. And it's like, bro, you're supposed to be getting out of here. You're supposed to be in the bunker. Get in the bunker. Get in the bunker. they like, God damn it, I'm about to capture this moment. It's built up a house. They gonna be like, ah, bow! They just explode on them. Was it applicable? <laughs> All right, y'all. We coming to the end of the show. You feel me? I appreciate y'all for sticking around and tuning in. You feel me? This is another episode of the Gap. I'm your lovely or hated host, Kamal, aka the Black Seinfeld, 
aka Magic X. And since I got the best audience out there, what should the best audience be doing right now? Well, what y'all waiting for? Let's get it, y'all. You feel me? They already know, man, if they watch, at least they learning. And I appreciate all y'all, from the ugly to the beautiful and to the in-betweeners. Now, for my tubers, YouTube been around since 2005. I don't need to tell y'all what to do to get the video or the channel booming. But just like the rest of the tubers say, I'm going to say the same thing. Like a sub. Sub a share. Share a comment. Comment a like. Y'all know what to do. Some of out there, you feel me? Now, for my potters, I'm on Google Podcasts, I'm on Apple Podcasts, I'm on Spotify, and I'm on iHeartRadio across all those platforms. All you got to do is type in The Gab or Kamal Johnson Network, and bam, I'll pop right up, okay? Also, like to thank my lovely sponsor, First Place Losers. The link to the shop going to be in the description below. Y'all go check out the fire-ass garments. Made out of 100% Egyptian cotton. I guarantee it boosts your sex appeal up by, let's say, a 22%. And look here. If it look good on me, it's going to look magnificent on y'all, all right? You feel me? And with that being said, y'all have a good day, good evening, good whenever it is y'all consuming this content. Have a good one of y'all. And I'm out. Peace. Man. Did you hear how Aquafina was like, I'd be damned if I put my people in the menstrual show, but uh, black Americans? <sighs> well, that's a different story. This was good. This was good. Ooh, yeah.